My name is Kevin McDonald. I'm a Redemptorist priest stationed at Sacred Heart Church in New Smyrna Beach, Florida. The original hearers of this parable of the prodigal son would have been astounded. They would know that if you had two sons and you died, then the estate would have been divided two-thirds to the elder son and one-third to the younger son. The oldest always got a double portion of what all the other children received. In asking for an inheritance while the father is still alive is, in effect, to wish him dead. What the younger son is saying is, I want your stuff, but I don't want you. I want the father's things, but I don't want the father. My relationship with you has been transactional. You have been a means to an end, and I'm tired of it. I want my stuff now. But what is more astounding to the original hearers comes next. Instead of driving the boy out of the household with violence if need be, this father does not do that. What does it say? So he divided his property between them. Our translation says, property, but the Greek word is bios, from which we get the word biology. The father is dividing his life between them. We do not understand today the relationship the people of the past had with their land. This father's estate was his land. He would have had to sell off one-third of his land to give his son his share of the estate. The people of Jesus' time identified with the land. To lose your land was to lose yourself, and to lose part of your land was to lose your standing in the community, which was tied to how much land you had. This son was asking his father to take his life apart, to tear apart his standing in the community, and he does. The hearers had never seen a Middle Eastern patriarch respond like this. This father is enduring the worst thing a father can endure, rejected love. When someone treats us like this, we get mad, we retaliate, we get even. We do everything we can to diminish our affection for the person, so we do not hurt so much. But this father maintains his love for his son, even under these circumstances, the father endures the agony of rejected love. So the son goes off, and we know the rest of the story. Eventually, he returns home, and the father sees him from far off, and he runs. Now, a Middle Eastern patriarch did not run. Children ran, but not owners of estates. You would have to pick up your robes and bare your legs, and you didn't do that sort of thing. But this one does. Many commentators have said that this father does not act like a father. He acts like a mother. He runs to his son. He shows absolute emotional abandon, and he kisses him. His son then tries to roll out his plan. Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. 
I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired hands. But his father doesn't let him finish his little memorized speech. He says to his servants, quickly, get a robe, the best one, and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. The best robe would be the father's robe. He is saying, I am not going to wait for you to clean up or take a bath. I'm certainly not going to wait for you to prove yourself. He says to his servants, cover my son's nakedness and rags with a robe of my office and honor. We are going to feast. You are not going to earn your way back into the family. I'm bringing you back. Jesus, more than anyone else in history, called God Father. He was the first person to address God as Father. In every single time he addressed God in the Bible except once, he calls him Father. The idea of God as Father is rare in the Old Testament, but Jesus lifts it up and explains what he means by it. Jesus gives us a father in the parable unlike any father at that time. The emotional abandon, his generosity, and his willingness to receive the agony of rejected love. Here is what Jesus is saying. You know, I'm sorry, a lot of you have fathers that are cold and distant or even hurtful, but my father is not like that. For all of God's power and majesty, God is loving, God is long-suffering, God is longing for us, God loves us, he loves you. No one had ever described God in these ways. The father in the parable of the two lost sons goes out to each. He goes out to the younger brother and he kisses him before he repents. The repentance does not trigger the kiss, the kiss facilitates the repentance. We are never going to seek God unless God the Father seeks us. The only time Jesus did not call God Father was on the cross. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? It leads us to the cost to the Father in coming out to us, inviting us to come home. I hope during our Lenten journey, we come to a deeper appreciation of how much God loves us.